Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigma Stat Center. I'm one of your hosts, Rob. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Owen Jackson. Hi, Owen. How are you? I'm good. Hot as hell. but um, It's Freedom Day yeah, here in the UK. It is freedom. Yeah, freedom to sweat your ass off inside. <laughs> it's warm, it's hot, and is it as hot as the stats from the Age of Sigma tournaments this weekend? Who knows? Find out on this show. If you are listening live, obviously you can watch it on YouTube. We're joined, or we're filmed in front of a live studio audience, which is our Twitch chat. That's what I call it now. Like, it's fun. I imagine they're here hanging out with me, all of them. Like, winner Dave, Elfrost, Nikki DeWilliams, Nurgle Matthew, Slippy Tiger. Uh, big love to all of you. Uh, and you can listen to this as a podcast as well. And we're sponsored by the Honest Wargamer Patreon. That's what brings you the stats. Owen has been collecting all of the data because there's been loads of events this weekend uh, and loads to talk about, which I'm very excited about. Before we do, though, Owen, you well? Other than Freedom Day and the warmth? Uh, I'm okay. Just to clarify as well, I don't believe in any of this Freedom Day stuff, but that's my pipe political broadcast over with. Same. Um, Same. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Drink some tap water uh, to that. Stay hydrated, everyone. Uh, And thanks for subscribing. Yeah, stay hydrated. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, uh, still a bit tired. I had a mental week of work and then a big event. Well, like a, an event on Saturday um, and then stayed up, but um, stayed up late. But yeah, um, still getting used to the new world of, of Age of Sigmar 3. There's obviously a lot of opinions out there on the internet about, you know, God Hammer, mm-hmm. especially a tiny ginger god, god of us all at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm still allowing my thoughts on all of that to percolate. Um, but I've, I've, yeah, there seem to be a lot of events all over the world this weekend. So we've got some things to talk about, haven't we? Which is always fun. Very exciting, especially off the back of like two, three events here at the TSN Arena, which is where I stream from. Um, and then obviously uh, there's been events you were at this weekend as well. So there's been some small little like tasters, and especially some of the players who we generally like have a lot of respect for have been to like some small one dayers or some other stuff. Uh, so they've fed back a bunch of stuff. Thanks, Nurgle Matthew, for gifting a gift subscription. And hey, Inferno Storms, welcome back. Yes, Chris CB, it is the Owen Jackson. Uh, get your Owen at Jackson emotes out in the chat, please, if you are a subscriber. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I'm interested to see kind of how the the results kind of pan out we haven't got enough data yet for like what we would call stats i know we're the stat center but we're far too early into the edition to actually produce the stats and any of it would be fairly aberrant so at the minute though we're just looking for trends and seeing as if you guys are new and you haven't listened to it we've been doing this for nearly four years i feel like we're pretty good at this sort of jazz at this stage like we can uh, we can be uh, taking it in so i'm looking forward to to finding out owen uh, what's been going on around the world Yes. So, um, as my co-host, I'm going to give you the choice, Rob. Where in the globe would you like to travel to? We can stay in the UK, we can go over to the Australians, or we can, there's a couple of events over in America. Let's go to the US. Let's go to the US, because they like to feel special. Like, let's make them, let's make, like, bless their hearts. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, the first event that we've got to talk about um, is the Circle City Clash. Um, Indiana, Indianapolis um, in the US. I believe that this was, no, this wasn't the one that our friend of the show, Joe Cryer, went to, was it? This was another event. So this was 24 players, um, two-day event, five rounds. I think it's the one that all the Detroit um, boys went to. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of talk, I believe, on the like, on Twitter about, there was, I think, a whole club took, they all took um, Sons of Bayamat lists. They did this, interestingly, um, like, um, uh, at the beginning of Age of Sigmar 2, they all took... Um, they all took uh, uh, a Legions of Nagash list to an event early on, early doors as well, as kind of like a club theme. Okay. I don't know if that's repeated like as is as well, um, but that's cool if they do like, you know, new edition and they're all like, right, we're going to first event, we're going to go as a club, we're going to play the same faction, which is quite a fun little like, and probably flips the meta quite a bit as well as like a, a deluge, but it's interesting. And uh, big shout out to Jake, who I can see his name up there. Um, but yeah, yeah, mm. uh, I'm sure Sean, Newt Doctor would have been out there as well. Um, Relly and all those guys like that. They're the Detroit boys, so I'm sure that they would have been over there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that there was decent, obviously, representation in the in the top 10. Obviously, on the Stat Center, we just focus on the top three. Um, the pack did allow for um, uh, uh, soft scores to have a, have a bearing on the overall. So the overall best gen, like the overall winner of the tournament, uh, was was Christian Weir with a Thunder Lizard Seraphim list. Mm. 
But we we're going to focus solely on Games. gaming scores, yeah. which put which does put Christian in third. So props to Christian, uh, Jake, who you've um, name checked there, Jake Leclerc with a he took a Taker Tribe, um, Sons of Bayamat. So Takers obviously where you know your megas and your minis count for more on objectives. So it's very much the sort of I exist. You haven't killed me by turn three. I win. That kind of. I mean, I don't mean to maybe summarise it in that sense, but you know, the Taker tribe is very much about existing rather than killing, right? Um, but the winner, Rob, um, and first win, I believe, for uh, for the Soul Blight Grave Lords. Yeah, I have actually got the list. Um, so this is Brendan Melnick. He was running a Vircos. Uh, Nailed it. Dynasty. So happy he's running Vircos. That, that's my pick as well, Vircos. I know there's a lot of other conversations, and uh, I'm sure we'll see more. Um, but yeah, I'd love mm. to know the list. I'd love to know the list. Yes. So let's have a look. Here we go. Uh, so this is, yeah, Brendan. It looks like his club is called The Guys from Milwaukee. So he was running Gravelords, uh, Vircos Dynasty, which is the. This is Bella Dama Volga. Yes, that's her dynasty, isn't yeah. it? So that gives you, uh, it's kind of like the, 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 the direwolf heavy, if I'm not mistaken. Or there are, there are buffs to direwolves and she can pop some direwolves out. But um, this, is, this is the list then. So his grand strategy is prized sorcery. So he's looking to keep all of his, um, his wizards alive. Um, so he has um, a vampire lord. Um, with Amethyst and Pinions, and the pack Alpha is the trait, that's the general. Another Vampire Lord with Flaming Weapon and the Sang Siren Artifact. Necromancer with the Arcane Tome with Overwhelming Dread. Belladama Volga, first of the Vircos mm -hmm. with, uh, with Soul Pike, and then Manfred von Karstein uh, with Fading Vigor. Always um, going to take a Manfred. Always. So, you know, whilst we don't necessarily have that huge god monster, uh, you know, reinforcing the, the hero heavy meta, there's there's five heroes in there. Um, but then there are still quite a lot of troops on the board, Rob. Um, obviously, quite a lot of those heroes are quite What quite were the cheap. troop choices again? Sorry. Oh, my bad, actually. It's not a vampire lord. I misread that. It's a Vengorian lord. Yes. Sorry. So a Vengorian lord with the flaming weapon. So vampire lord, Venga boy, Necromancer, Belladama Volga, and Manfred. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've got to keep call calling them. No, they're Venga boys for me forever now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you off the table. I'm going to run away accidentally. Yeah, like, great fun. I'm going to worsen when by one. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I'm just having fun. No, I, I'm loving um, it. Let's go. Uh, uh, and then he's got 10 Death Rattle Skeletons, 30 Death Rattle Skeletons, 20 Graveguard, and 40 Deadwalker Zombies. Wow. Uh, important to note that the Skellies, the Graveguard, and the Zombies are all in Hunters of the Heartlands, so they can't be roared. They can always get command abilities. Um, that's a nice pick. So, so that, that, um, so, that yeah. Graveguard unit, Owen, will, will slap. Because so when they're in Vicross, right, they get plus one to wound if they're wholly within nine inches of... Um, uh, a character, so that's gonna like. I mean, that's also gonna be true for the skeleton warriors as well. That big brick of thirty, but the graveguard. I imagine they all had great weapons as well. Um, so they're gonna be doing damage too with that additional rend. But then they can also get plus one. They can also get plus one attack from Manfred uh, and Belladonna. Also can buff. She's got a command ability. I think she's got. Um, oh, I forgot what Belladama's is actually. She's either got a spell or a command ability that does something that's gonna buff them up. Um, but basically, because it's Vi <coughs> Vicross, uh, yeah, that plus one to wound uh, is going to be pretty massive, especially when, obviously, you can use all that attack uh, for plus. That's it. Thanks, Iron Gutsman. It's the Exploding Sixes spell. So it's the Exploding Sixes spell. So that 20 Graveguard, or even the Death Rattle, can have a lot of attacks. So plus one attack. So, and it's kind of like quite Age of Sigma 3. The plus one attacks are coming from an ability, so you are able to stack it coming from Manfred. The spell is the Exploding Sixes, so you can stack that. The plus one to wound is from the Allegiance ability, and then the plus one to hit is uh, from All Out Attack. So you're kind of stacking a bunch of stuff in a classic, like, corn Slaves of Darkness kind of, like, buff stacking way. And you could turn that Skeleton Warrior unit and also uh, the Graveguard unit into pretty kill, the Graveguard unit especially. Um, and then uh, the... Um, and then, uh, and then you don't have to use it like that. Like the Vengori Lord could go clear ten units off an objective. The Manfred obviously could go do the same. So you've kind of got this constant threat of Manfred, like around the board with the teleport. Uh, so that's quite fun. That's quite fun. I would expect yeah, to see Graveguard yeah. make it into some uh, sons the Nagash lists for Soulblight Grave Lords, which I think we'll see a lot. I think we might actually see Graveguard on the tabletop. Yeah, yeah, and you did call it, actually. They have got the great white blades, so the special, the special weapon, effectively. Yeah. Um, 
and it's nice to see like i've seen so many lists and obviously i played at the weekend and it was very hero hammer and i mean whilst manfred is obviously a bit of a he is a he is a, a, a monstrous hero. Um, I do like to see a, a, what what look, looks more like a, a classic kind of fantasy army here. You know, blocks of zombies, some some elite troops and skeletons, and then a, and then a mixture of small heroes plus plus a plus a a, a mortark um, to back it up. So you know, it's not just like you know. N no offense to um, to Greg Shelton, I think it's a great list. But what he ran at your event, where it was Nagash, a Venger boy. And Manfred, and then just three times twenty skellies or three times twenty zombies. zombies like that's that, that is a legit scary list in the meta. But super, super legit. It, yeah, and it, but it's super hero hammer, and I don't know. I think I, I have a preference for even though I'm running the gash, so a massive walking, massive walking contradiction. But I, I do like to see an army with you know with with a, with a mixture of troops on the board. That's that's what I'd say. So um, yeah, props props to Brendan. Hold well on, Brendan. Uh, big shout. Always, whoop whoop. You make it on the wall. You make games. it on the wall of AOS three winners. I should make a wall of AOS three winners. Should be a thing. I should make a thing. AOS three yeah. winner wall. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, that is a legit list, uh, and I like it as well. And also, like, it's. It, I mean, what was it? Twenty four players, and it was five rounds, right? Yeah. 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 Um, just to touch very quickly on Christian Weir's list, um, uh, he took quite a different Seraphod list, and. and Took out the tournament because of some excellent soft scores, but also did win a lot of games and um, and came in third just on on actual play. And this you'll like this one actually, Rob. I think so. This is Thunder Lizards. Uh, he's looking to his grand strats hold the line, so he's looking to keep all of his battle line alive. Uh, he's got a Saurus Scarvet on Carnosaur Prime War Beast. He's got an Engine of the Gods, a Star Seer, and a Priest. So no croak, no uh, no slam. Um, uh, and then he has 10 skinks, and then he has three stegodons with Sky Street bows and their battle line. So he's going to be able to keep those stegodons alive to get his grand strat. And then he has a Bastilodon with a solar engine and a Bastilodon with the Ark of Sotek. No, he does not. What? Yes, he does. No, yes, he, he does. does not. What? Yes, he does. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't it just like fishing for like tiny amounts of mortal wounds, like barely any damage? Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Guts them in the chat. This lad is playing Total War in real yeah. life, lol. But yeah, so props to Christian. Like, even putting an arc of Sotek on the board, like, I don't... I mean, that can shoot twice, right? So if it's surrounded by a load of stuff and all the snakes come out, it could do something, right, Rob? What the fuck right? does it do? Like, I, like I'm, my mind is... What? Okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's find... Let's... let's, let's Let's not be like so. Bastilodon, the Arcosotech, is um, number of attacks so 18, force to hit six, no rend, one damage. Uh, if the amount of a hit roll for an Arcosotech is a six, it inflicts a mortal wound. So you're rolling 18 dice. So you should do three mortal wounds basically in AOE, like a turn. No, sure. It's it's three inch range, Owen. You got to be in combat. <laughs> okay. I suppose actually it makes use of the command ability because if it does get wounded, it makes use of the command ability to make it fight from its top bracket. But does it make it shoot from its top bracket? I don't think the command ability does that. Wow. Okay, it's only 185 points. It is only 185. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's 50 points less than the the solar engine. Okay. And it's a monster. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I suppose you can make it hit on th threes as opposed to make it hit on. Uh, it wounds on sixes, though. So, <laughs> I mean, if you hand a glory, actually, if you put hand a glory on, that's reroll ones, yeah. and then you... which is spell, which is his spell for the star seer, which is his spell, and then you, you stick it on the threes, you reroll the ones, like whatever, like maybe, like you know, hey man, yeah. he made it work. Well done, he Christian. Big smash, big smash. Yeah, love that. Okay, go Christian. All right, amazing. Um... So that was in Indiana, Apolis, Circle City Clash. Uh, I'm going to put these lists, by the way, well, the winning lists, specifically Brendan's, I'm going to put it on the honestwargamer.com. So um, uh, after the show, so a couple of hours after the show, so not right now, uh, and then you guys um, can go check them out, and then hopefully Brendan will see the list. Maybe Brendan will do a write-up, like, this, are, this is why I'm so good, and that'll be great. Brendan, if you get the chance, I'd love to read it. 
Sweet. Um, so, should we stick in the US? Should we round out the the second of the of the two US tournaments sure. that, that we've got information on? So, this one's got a great name. Uh, this is an this is also this is in Minneapolis, a place called Roseville, Minneapolis, um, and Saga of the Flame Cult. Rob. Mm. Um, so, I think Joe Cryer. Um, who's been, um, yeah, who's been, he did the Zinch faction reaction and is on the show regularly. He took his um, his Lumineth to this event. Um, so that I saw some pictures. I think he went 3-0 and on day one, but didn't do so well on day two. So um, this was, now, this is, if anyone can find me this list, I would be very interested. So this was 34 players, uh, two-day event, five rounds, um, and the winner... Um, was the Cities of Sigmar uh, list, Rob. So Sean Troy, who I have in my notes from my research, he won Adepticon in 2018 with Change Host. So he's he's a player. Okay. But he, he took a Living City list uh, to and, and took out Saga of the Flame Cult with uh, five wins, no losses. Amazing in Living City. I'd love to know the list. We we're, our assumption is there's a Gotrek in the list, but. Yeah, but, but I would love that assumption to be incorrect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's not going to be like all forces, you know, swathed in green flowing robes and like delicate elves, you know, firing bows from a distance. There is going to be a little angry ginger dude, basically half clothed, running around, yeah. um, killing half the army, right? Uh, yeah. But it's only movement four, right? Just move, just just ignore him, right, Rob? Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway that's another matter. That's another um, matter. <laughs> also, uh, it looks like uh, so sh- maybe it was a good shout out to Sean. We just health. didn't get the list. See you later, Tarquinex. Big love to you. Hope you sleep well. Uh, the uh, yeah, we um we didn't uh, we don't get the list, so we can't talk about it. But hopefully, we'll try and get the list at some point. And if I do again, I'm going to stick it on thehonestwargamer.com for you guys. So he's the only one who went five and zero, right? Yes, indeed. The the runner up. Um, and I think people may need to recalibrate their expectations around Sylvaneth because um, Math Mallow obviously doing well with Sylvaneth. Um, there, there is an excellent Sylvaneth list out there, and it is in Narroot. So again, I don't have the list, but Ryan Nickel took a Sylvaneth Narroot list uh, to 4-1 at Saga and Flame Cult and came in second. So prop, props to Ryan. But I do think that people need to understand that, that, that Sylvaneth did get a, a, a pretty significant uh, bump for 3.0. So we, we shouldn't th- be thinking of them in the bargain basement. Um, and Ryan has shown that with his 4-1. Was he, run, was he, uh, was he running the, uh, the Alariel uh, Mortal Wound Metamorphosis bomb? Probably. It'll be the Warsong Rev, Alariel, 3x5 tree revs, and then the rest is kind of how, you know, how Portal, um, and, and, you know, you do see people take Tree Lord Ancient now. Um, Oh, so I've got but, his yeah, list. Okay. I've got his list. Okay, excellent. So, um, Warsong Revenant in the in the command uh, entourage. He's got command trait nurture by magic. He's got the artifact, the chalice and nectar, and he's got the spell lore flame and weapon. Uh, he's got a tree lord ancient uh, with spirit song stave and regrowth. He's got Dreicher Hammerdreth, um, okay. a branch witch, uh, three by five tree revenants like you talked about. Three corners on to uh, three Kernoth greats uh, hunter. Sorry. Three lots of Kurnoth Hunters with Greatswords and six Kurnoth Hunters with Kurnoth Scythes um, in there as well. And then he's got the Spite Swarm Hive and the Glade Wyrim uh, in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, there's a few elements in there that I wouldn't expect. Obviously, he's not put in a Lariel, so he's not sort of doubling down too much on the Mortal Wound output from distance. But still, Warsong Revenant with 3d6 cast and unbind and choose the highest. And then he's got plus one to cast on top of that as well. Like, you're going to see that everywhere. Just everyone be ready. Uh, that's pretty nasty. But, um, yeah, contrary to what a lot of people say, who are thinking that the combat Kurnos might be, you know, put on the shelf. He's obviously, Ryan's been able to make those sides and swords work really well. So, props. But, yeah, my main my main takeaway on that was just to think that, you know, Sylvaneth, uh, definitely on the rise. Oh, you think? Generally, I think so, yeah. Generally in a better place. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, well there we yeah. go, and so big shout out because um, that's a that's a big flip the script sort of situation a four one. Had we seen a four one from Silverneth in two point we'd have lost our whole damn minds. Uh, so yes. uh, we're not really sure where they sit now in in the new uh, meta, but like uh, Orion uh, smashing up, so he should be super proud of that. Um, and uh, would love to hear again. I would love to hear him like write out like how is this played and what 
what happened with it. So, uh, Ryan, if you do hear this, get in touch. I'd love to know. Uh, so, big shout out to um, And then another Elven force came in third. Rob, uh, this is Pat Ottolino. Um, if we'd have seen a Lumineth Scientist go 4-1 at end of 2.0, that wouldn't, that's not quite as uh, as much of a shock as, as seeing a Sylvaneth list. But um, yeah, so Pat with the Lumineth Sire list, uh, he came in uh, 4-1. I'm not sure if if you've got access to that on BCP, Rob. Just going to quickly um, try and find out. No, he didn't, he didn't submit his list, so. No worries. A uh, uh, guy in the chat, guy, uh, Zardy guy, what's that Glade's ability? Gnarl Root uh, is excellent because it gives you reroll ones to hit wholly within 12 of uh, a wizard. So that's, you know, that's why you see uh, Dryker, that's why you see the Tree Lord Ancient, um, and obviously in the War Song, they're giving off that bubble of reroll ones to, to, um, to hit, which is obviously quite hard to get now with the changes, uh, taking a lot of rerolls out of the book. So um, you get that, you get a 3d6 cast and unbind on all the spells, um, which often goes on the Revenant. And you get to do a D3, another D3 heal if you successfully cast a spell. And I believe the last thing, you never see it, but there is a, um, a command ability for a 6-up DPR, a 6-up ward save. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, quite quite a good amount of tech there um, for, for Naru. And because you're putting so many trees on the board now, like people's minds are going to be blown when they play Sylvanet and see how many trees get on the board early. Um, you don't need Dreadwood. Uh, I would actually back up what Matt Mallow said in the Sylvaneth faction reaction in that you don't need to be spending CP to teleport because your board presence um, with all of the woods that you can put out um, is, is, is significant now. So you may see Winterleaf, you may see um, Harvest Boon, um, you may see some of these other glades, but I think at the moment Narwhal's the top one and I think Ryan's result um, backs that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that that's really good. We hear we're hearing what's in the list, by the way, for the Luminous Sire list. It's Teclis, Cathlar, the Regent, twenty Sentinels, ten Sentinels, ten Wardens, ten Wardens. So a lot of magic dominance, and then uh, in there, uh, Joe, who's at the event, he'll try and get us that Living City list, and I'll try and put it on uh, the honestwargamer.com for you guys at some point. I was just seeing if I got it there, uh, and also, yeah, there's something to talk about with the Wood Summoning, maybe Owen, um, uh, like yeah, that could be a thing. So just for everyone at home. Uh, woods being summoned on the board from Sylvaneth could be problematic um, uh, like as a tournament system very much like the boats were for very much like the boats were for yes. IDK so a uh, little bit of play testing a bit of look at that and I might update the um, uh, the uh, terrain pack um, uh, to reflect that uh, for tournaments going forward I mean tournaments don't have to use it but it's a nice little guide like because you really don't want someone just to summon some woods and sons of behemoth player for instance just not even able to play seems weird uh probably unlikely as well but like it could be an issue maybe uh, so something to be yeah it, it happened at the tournament on the table next to me at the weekend and they shook hands after turn two because literally the behemoth player couldn't get to the objectives yeah uh because of the way that the trees were laid out so and that's just not cool it's kind of like endless you're right, it's like boats and endless spells. It's a bit of a feel-bad when your opponent literally can't play the game because they just can't get to you. Um, but maybe there's, there's a show there, right? There's, a, there's probably a whole show on that. Well, I mean, um, I mean, so it, there's also trends for it, right? Like you said with endless spells, that got FAQ'd down to three, and then also now you can walk through them. Uh, boats got dropped down. Like It feels like intent from Games Workshop that they don't want people to win by making their opponent not able to play the game. So um, something to discuss there at some point in the future. Uh, the terrain pack is already, call me funny, the terrain keywords are already on the Oswagon website on a blog. If you guys want to go check that out, um, uh, like it's under the blog and go see that. Uh, big shout out to the Saga of the Flame Court. 34 players as well. Woohoo! Big event for Age of Sigmar 3 at the moment. <laughs> like, uh, we're slowly creeping up numbers. Now we've got Freedom Day here in the UK. I'm sure we'll get some more sometime soon. Sorry, I'm just laughing with Freedom I know, me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> um, More infections in all of Europe, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, got to keep politics out of the hobby, right? <laughs> hey, ah. hey, here's the here's the living city list. Uh, Yanastra, um, so big shout out the Stormcast character, Durthu, Tree Lord Ancient, uh, uh, Non Hero Hurricaneum, twenty Iron Drakes, twenty Iron Drakes, uh, and ten Free Guild with a Dwarf General. Uh, so it doesn't look like um, Gotchek was in there. So uh, an even more impressive play there from Sean Troy. Um, Durthu kind of makes sense, I think. Yanastra's also a pretty solid piece in the army. 
um, uh, and then uh, another and a tree lord ancient as well. So just maybe trying to uh, use all of those uh, hero abilities. But the two blocks of twenty iron drakes is yeah, yeah. Having faced Daniel on Saturday with one unit of twenty, which effectively killed most of my army. Um, yeah, iron drakes. Uh, obviously, Simon on the faction reaction mentioned it, but drakes just ten points more. Like yeah, they can kill the world. Um, and obviously with the living city ability of then popping onto a board edge, they don't count as moving, so they get the double shots. You can have your 40 shots there or 38 shots. Um, and Andrasta, man, like, have you seen on her world scroll? Holy within 12, not just Stormcast, but keyword living city, all battle shock immune yeah. around Andrasta. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's that. Uh, I think you're, uh, in, in cities lists in general, in an armor meta, um, I think you're going to see quite a lot of dwarves on the table, Rob. Iron breakers, you know, get them on a two-up save. Iron drakes. I think you're definitely like um, it's a huge dwarf matter, like um, like absolutely massively so. And like, and one of the things with the smaller boards, yeah, we talk about the fact that sentinels or maybe even Colonel Thunder with bows or anything like that. Obviously, of course, they can just clear the whole board, like, but they pretty much could get the whole board anyway. Last edition, but so I don't really see them as having had a huge buff. The 16-inch shooting that you generally see out of like those dwarf units, handgunners, etc. I think more so because it, the, your move plus your shoot range is a lot more to the other side of the six inches hold an objective. So you're holding an objective, like the center point of an objective. There was the, the six inches away on your side, and then you would maybe just, just hold it there so their shooting units had to get as close as possible. That's closer now, and so you're able to just bring them within that range. And I think that that's going to be really, really effective for those shooting units. Um, um, like the, a more mid board and then with the backup of someone like Durthu just to beat the toffee off your face if you get close enough because uh, like Joe saying in the chat using the tree lord ancient to summon uh, those different wildwoods uh, to have Durthu teleporting around you could do some pretty solid work in there and also the heels on Durthu that's huge the commandability on Durthu seems to be one of the most important ones right so the realm commandability yeah, that's the big one. You're absolutely right. I think it's called Feral Raw or something. I'm just going to literally look at my GHB. But yeah, that 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 legitimizes Big D in AOS three. Like it always used to be such a feel bad when he bracketed at three wounds down to D six damage. But now, um, and the fact that you can, as Joe said, you know, giving extra two attacks to Durthu when he's near a woods. Now that the Tree Lord Ancients basic once per battle bring on the woods means you can split the three woods over three locations you could actually get them uh maybe over near a board edge where dirthu is going to be if you are going to deep strike dirthu in yeah um so yeah um get ready uh dirthu is going to get but props props to who was it? it was sean yeah props to sean as well um he did it without uh without the little guy that goes in all the order lists so Congratulations. Oh, yeah. A water to you, sir. Cheers. Cheers to Sean. Yes. Mm. Uh, congratulations. Another another name for the roster of legends. Uh, a champ himself. Okay, I, can I now please take a trip to Australia? Da, da, da. Yeah, man, as if by magic. I'm not going to say, like, good day or anything, because that would be so glib. That would be, like, maximum glib. So, um, yeah, we'll avoid that. But, yeah, so this was just a, a little event. I think um, I'm pretty sure Brisham was supposed to be this weekend or, or maybe next weekend. Um, and unfortunately, the uh, the worldwide logo that, that obviously isn't any part of the UK anymore because it's Freedom Day. Um, that, 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 that world, not the, to the mention, pandemic Not to has, bring um, it up in any way. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, and, you know... Uh, uh, but yes, so I think that some events got cancelled, but they were available. They were able to run uh, War in the Mountain. Um, so sixteen players um, at a place called Emus Rugby Club in Orange, New South Wales. Um, so they, it was still it was five rounds, even though there was only sixteen players, um, and uh, taken out by um, Jake Gunning with a Slaves to Darkness uh, army. Well, okay. Um, hosts of the Ever Chosen, Sixth Circle. Um, and yeah, this was the only 5-0 and o at the event, so he beat the home of Arthur Vulgaris exactly small. <laughs> <laughs> 
couldn't go without a show without name dropping the one, the only. Arthur um, So the yeah. so the sixth circle is so if you guys don't know. Uh, when you take host of the ever chosen, uh, you can choose to have one of the different abilities from the different circles. And Blaze, I mean, who else has that? It's a sub faction with seven sub faction options. It's pretty like techie if you really want to pile mm -hmm. in. Uh, this is the Blades of Desolation, and that's add one to the damage inflicted by attacks made by melee weapons by six circle units that charged in the same turn. Okay, so what units yes. did he have to charge? He had uh, Archeon. Um, and this is all Mark of Slanesh, so he's re-rolling his runs, he's re-rolling his charges, sixes explode, and the whole arm is Battleshock immune. So, you know, it's pretty cute. Um, so he had Archeon, uh, Aura of Chaos with Slanesh, and the spells called to glory. Um, then he had a Sorcerer Lord uh, with the Amulet of Destiny and Mask of Darkness with a Teleport. Um, and then he had 3x3 three three Varangard, um, all Mark of Slanesh. And then um, two units of eight iron golems and the emerald life swarm, and everything's back in battle regiments. That's a one drop. Oh. Wow. Um, and his um, strategy is prized sorcery. So he's looking to keep his uh, sorcerer lord and his uh, an archeon alive. Um, yeah. So super. Yeah. One drop. Put it on the table. Um, he's obviously with um, Six Circle and Host. He's got the ability to use the um, I know who's going next in the next battle round command ability. Yep. I can't remember what it's called, but you know the special thing. Um, so yeah, he's obviously got control over who goes first, and then there's an element of control over you know knowing who's going to go second, and he can play his turn accordingly. And then if he does know that he's going to get a double, he's got some pretty prodigious combat output. Um, to go and smash the opponent off in, over the course of a double, especially, right? well, especially because they're Marcus Sinesh, right? So like that, so they get exploding sixes to hit on their weapons. It doesn't say what weapons they were kitted out with. Um, I imagine it was demonic. Uh, I imagine it was demonic blades. Uh, but it, he could have mm. used Archeon as like um, uh, like a kind of like you know uh, like a distraction piece really to throw at your opponent. Because when you do, so let me just uh, get you on uh, this. So if he's using the sorcerer weapons, it's six attacks, exploding hits, um, threes, threes. Obviously, you could turn that into twos uh, with all that attack. Uh, rend one, damage one. But on the charge, it would be damage. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. on the Did I say it was plus one to wound or plus one damage? It's plus one damage, right? It's, pl it's plus one damage, yeah, 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 on the charge. So exploding sixes would plus, yeah, so like plus, so that would be damage two. If you use the fell spears, it would be three attacks, but any of those explode would be threes. Wound on fours, which is the rough part. Rend one, then that would be damage three. Um, and then obviously, uh, and then if you use the demon forge bades, it would be three, which I think is probably the most likely. It's three attacks, threes, threes, rend one, D3 damage, plus one. Um, and also the fell spears when they charge, don't forget they get add one to the wound roll, so it's threes. So that would be threes and threes. Rend one damage. Um, uh, yeah, it's just they just add one to the wound rolls and they improve the rend by one as well. So the fell spears could be threes, threes, rend two, damage three. Um, so like, I mean that's pretty massive if that's what he decided to go for. And then because you've got the pile in and attack twice ability from Varangard, um, so once per battle on their war scroll. You know, you're looking at so like just three Varangard in Marcus Sinesh. If they, I mean, I don't know what he had, but if you had the Fell Spears, you'd be looking at like 18 attacks if they piled in an attack twice, exploding hits, threes, threes, Ren two, damage three. Is a pretty good profile. Like, yeah, man, that 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 will kill a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a look to see what the spell Call to Glory. Uh, also. Uh, one thing that's six circle is that every hero phase you choose a unit and your whole army rerolls hits of one and wounds of one. I think wow. as long as Archeon's on the board. Wow. So you've got some, yeah, I mean, that, that that whole narrative around slaves keeping their rerolls does bear fruit when you look into these lists and you see the kind of efficiency and the rerolls that you can get. Obviously, there's no um, uh, war shrine. Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, um, I feel Varangard is super good in this edition because they got like innate on their war scroll. We talked about we talked about eels a lot. We talked about eels about a lot. E oh god, we talked a lot about eels in the last edition, specifically because their war scroll was just inherent value for itself. But now, like with everything having gone up points, Varangard 
didn't go up points. They might have even come down a little bit. So 280 for three Varangard, right? So that's uh, that's 15 wounds on a three-up save. So they benefit from that, like, Mystic Shield, um, all-out defense sort of combo. So two up, ignoring round ones. And they've got a five up against spells, like a five up ignore against spells. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, th which is just huge, right? And I don't know if they've got... Um, uh, oh, wait, you also add one to hit rolls for attacks by welly, melee weapons by this unit if Archeon is in the army as well. So when I was saying threes earlier, it's twos. Rerolling ones, mm. threes. Mm -hmm. um, man, that's classy. Love that. Hu huge fan of that. And that'll be so easy to put on the tabletop as well. Nine Varagard, an Archeon, some Iron Golems. That's a badass list. Fucking love that. Yeah. The more you read that, the better it gets as time goes on. That's great. Yeah, and I did want to just double check because you don't see people take Call to Glory as a spell very often, especially with Archeon because he's obviously, uh, he's normally getting his combat efficiency from other sources. But yeah, Call to Glory is a great one. Again, casting value five, friendly slaves to darkness, hero holy within 12, so basically himself. Reroll all hits and wounds uh, against heroes or monsters. And what kind of edition are we in, Rob? Heroes and monsters. Heroes and monsters. God, God edition. I love. I love this. This is like a. I'm gonna potentially go pick this up. Sort of list. Like this is really, really nice. Really nice. And yeah. one of those like hyper efficient armies to play as well. You could spend ten minutes on your turn having to think about how to move your five units around. Do you know what I mean? You're not yeah. like you're not you're not spending ages pushing models and just like making sure you're you can spend more time on the micro on this. This is great. Uh, mm. And he went five and zero with it, right? He did indeed. Yeah, he went five Smashed and zero. it, Jake. Well done. And Emerald Life Swarm. Ah, and Emerald Life Swarm in the list is nice as a little bonus. <laughs> Love that. Okay, class, class. That's um, coming in second uh, to um, to Jake was. Uh, Terex Voller, um, he went 4-1 with the Sons of Bayamat uh, take a tribe list. Yeah. Um, and then in third, um, another Sons of Bayamat. Uh, this was Jonathan Byrne, who I think is Toriel Black online. He played a quite a few TTS Oh, events. nice. Um, and yeah, he running his another Sons, but he was in the Stomper tribe. Not seen Stomper very often, to be fair. Um I think that's the one where you get lot, there's lots of extra damage buffs, but I, yeah, I, I can't say I know much about Stomper. But uh, Jonathan went with a three-two, uh, and then Terence with a four-one with with their Gargants, and then as we say, Jake, Jake was the big five-zero and the winner of the tournament. So that's War Under the Mountain. Yeah, of course. In, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Like Stomper is you add one to the damage inflicted by each successful attack made by friendly Man Crusher Gargant units that target a unit with ten or more models. Um, is one of those ones uh, that like is the, the the probably seen as maybe one of the the uh, not seen as the popular one previously, but maybe like I, and also especially in this edition, you would expect there to be less big units, so less popular. Yeah, right? I'm not sure. I think knowing the sorts of lists that Jonathan's played on TTS, he likes to play it left field, so I, I respect that. So um, Same. <coughs> so good on him. Excuse me. Um, now that kind of just leaves us with the UK, Rob. UK, baby. Um, what happened in the UK? Um, I think I haven't been able to find all of them. There were quite a lot of one dayers. I believe there was one up in Pontefract back at Leodis Games. Yep. Um, I know that Blagan, um, that was taken out by Toby Meadows actually. Um, but I don't have all the download on that. Um, I think it was won by Double More Crusher. It was. Um, that was yeah, Elise big Elysium. List. And I think Liam Jordan was over there as well with the Beast of Chaos list that also went three and zero as well, and was fighting round three against Trogs. So sweet draw, bro. Sweet draw. <laughs> but, round but, three. Because, round three. But... Well, because also Blagan, who you know as as an excellent, this is Darren Parks. He's an excellent Beast of Chaos player. He went zero and three um, on the, in the same event. So, but I think I asked him what he played, and he was like, round one, I played Gotrek, round two, I played Croak, and round three, I played Croak and Gotrek. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I might have got my events all mixed up there. There were a few bits over the course of the weekend, um, uh, a few one days, but um, my brain was a bit uh, sort of distracted because I went to my own little one day or Yeah, 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 you did. Uh, so, this is at Bad Moon Cafe, uh, right? Um, yes, indeed. Bad Moon Cafe. So this was 16 players, 
Um, I think when it shook down, we might have had a couple of drops. Uh, and it was done as three tiers, so we did pods. So Hugh, uh, the usual TO and one of the owners of Bad Moon, um, took the decision to make like pods. So you have rows of tables where we were sort of, to be COVID safe and things, um, uh, we, we, we basically, uh, you, you had to kind of say which pod you wanted to go into. So did you want to go into the shark tank? Did you want to go into the mid? Or did you want to go for more of a sort of uh, entry level um, sort of pod? Um, but boy, what a meta, Rob! What a world we now operate in. Yeah. So uh, there is. I think one of the interesting, I think the interesting things about one day is, is like uh, it can either be full of just a bunch of people having a lovely time. It could be full of sharks, and I think uh, an event full of the South London Legion is probably going to be a room full of sharks. Um, I imagine, and I, I bet it was. I bet it was. There was some interesting. The pod system seems quite nice as well to let people like like kind of pick their level or where they want to be playing at, especially because obviously that was a safety restriction that Hugh put in, um, but also just to kind of like mitigate the new, the new team, the new territory uh, for people. They're like, oh, yes. I might try something new for 3.0. And then other ones like, no. Mm. So, uh, so how did that, how did that end up working? So, I mean, um, list wise, just to give an overview, because a couple of people text me going, oh, look, what, 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 what sort of armies were there? Um, so there were two, there were three Skaven lists out of 14 players, um, two of which were nine Storm Fiends, um, which is a pretty, it's a pretty nasty one to try and deal with. Um, we then had out of the 14 players, um, there were three players that brought uh, Gotrek Plus, Gotrek Plus. Gotrek Plus. Gotrek Plus. Um, so you had Gotrek uh, running around with a Seraphon army, you had... Marathi, 15 bow snakes and got trek. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, just throw up the time. <laughs> that. that one, that, that's that's a disgusting, that's a disgusting one. Uh, and then Seb, Age of Sebmar uh, had got trek uh, in Ivnathikin. So, you know, running around with the Leviathan and Volturnus. And um, so, yeah, there were three uh, Gotti Plus lists. Um, and then there were also three. Um, Sons of Bayamut lists, so Gargants, Gargants running wild, um, uh, and then and, on and top of we, that, and because we think, and because we think Gargants are going to be good in this edition, we think we're not certain, and none of the results have Gargants up there like today from this weekend. Again, everyone just learning the game, but I think over the 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 arc of the universe, you know. Um, uh, that is this edition. I think we might see Gargants pick up the three, two, four, one slot as they're kind of like where they sit. Yeah, I would say I would definitely say that uh, in the hands of um, a, a good general, you could definitely go four, one, five, zero. Oh, personally, I think because look, Rob, like Amulet of Destiny, given Sons of Bayamut, Amulet of Destiny. So they've all everyone's built their models and they've got the enchanted port colours. It's not quite as enchanted anymore because you know the amulet of destiny is the five up. So you have to figure that you're going to have to deal with at some point in the game. Thirty-five wounds on a two-up save with a five-up after damage save. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. I hundred percent get it. I get it. I think I agree with Gutsman though. I don't think I think five-zero is like a round of applause moment. I think four-one is like okay. I think four-one is the ceiling, and then you're on a rocket to five-zero. Like, I think, like, in my opinion, I think you come down like a tad because there's a lot of board control available and like, but it's about primaries, right? Like, I think people can probably spec into secondaries well enough that you can end up getting enough of your battle tactics enough. Yeah. But like, you're also giving up four VP across the course of a game for having your mega gargant list now can you get your bonus 4 vp back through battle tactics probably because you're doing everything with a monster so you're good in that regard like you know even ferocious advance you can just like run three together but although the the main issue is is can they still play the primary i uh, and get the more points over everyone else and then that goes back to old agency mark conversation can you block them up can you hold them off can they can can they get onto those before you get onto those or can they hold them well enough and I guess that's kind of the, the cycle you need to ask yourself, you know, and can you even stop them getting their battle tactics, I guess, is another one as well. Um, so I, maybe we'll see. Like, I'm, I'm so excited yeah. to see the scoring. So excited to see so many, like the raw data coming in the future. It's going to be very interesting, right? Mm. Yeah, I think it's maybe the pack favoured them. Like powering numbers. I did look over my shoulder and um, 
Mark Wilson was the only player in the middle pod that didn't take Gargant's or or Gotrek Plus. Um, so he was running around with a um, with a Soul Black Gravelord's army, and I turned to him as he was playing Mega Gargant's. And on power in numbers, it's the one where you can burn all your own objectives. Yeah. And a battle line, I get basically obsec um, over, and because Gargans now have all the battle line keyword, I said, how's, how's the game going? He's like, well, I had a turn, and then I got doubled, and now there's no objectives left. <laughs> they all got burnt. So I think that it is battle plan dependent as well. Like They're excellent on certain battle plans and the ability to kick and things. But overall, um, they, none of the Gargant lists um, won the pods. Um, so... In pod one, um, uh, the winner was uh, Benjamin Sava with um, Skaven, Nine Storm Fiends. Um, he beat uh, Daniil with, with his new Hallowheart build. Nice. Um, he beat Nico, who was running 15 Wind Chargers um, and Severith in a, he- a Helon list. Um, and then he, in his final game, he beat Simon Weekly. Um, who was running the new Sylvaneth uh, list. Um, so that was that. Um, in pod two, um, that was won by um, Aaron Folly with um, Daughters of Cain. So that was the Marathi Gottrek and 15 Bosnicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just, uh, I mean, that's two back-to-back wins for Benjamin. Yeah, one day is, and yeah, smooth braining it out with nine Storm Fiends. But is it time to bring the hashtag so hot right now? Is it time to bring it back? Because... <sighs> I mean, it's two for two. It, Hashtag so hot, and it's also, <laughs> and it's thirty-five degrees outside. So <laughs> I think it's per- I think it's perfect timing, baby. Hashtag let's bring um, it back. Uh, so hot right now. Uh, that's in reference to Benjamin back to back in maybe three events with his daughters of Cain. Um, mm. uh, way way back in the day, uh, Benjamin in no way fearful to take the list. Like like. like <laughs> no Absolutely zero shame. Zero um, shame available uh, to that man. Uh, so big shout out. But so that was his pod, right? Um, and then yeah, that was his pod. Got trekking fifteen bow snakes. Um, <sighs> and Marathi. <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, is even if you take Got Trek out, that list, in my opinion, is the top deck list. Like that's up there. Like that's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's at like four thirty-five points, and you can't add tons in for four thirty-five points. Like that's obviously equal to a got trek, but like, I still think that list is like bananas. Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 right at the top. Right. Um, I've seen some. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's peering down on all of us lesser minions um, with arrogance uh, and uh, and uh, with a bow in your face ready to shoot you in one of three available phases. Yep. Yep. Cheers, G. Let's go. Thanks, baby. So that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Aaron, um, he, he, he took out the, the, the second pod. And in the third pod, uh, this was in a field with nine Storm Fiends. And I believe that there was a Nurgle list. And there was also more of a Mixed Arms uh, Skaven list with a Warp Lightning Cannon and a couple of Vermin Lords run by um, Peter, one of the new members of South London Legion. Uh, but this was actually taken out um, by um, Carsten, who I had a nice chat with at lunch. Carsten James. Um, and this was... Again, sorry that I'm not perfect on this, but it was either Big Wire or Iron Jaws. I believe it was Big Wire, but he had the the Maw Crusher with an amulet. He built it for tanking, so he hadn't gone Metal Ripper's Claw with the minus three rend. He put the amulet on it for the fiber, um, which I think is amazing on a Mega Boss and Maw Crusher, right? Because with him gaining a wound and an attack every time he kills something, then, you know, and then being able to use the five plus plus to, you know, negate wounds. And yeah, so he had the tanky crusher. Um, yeah, so that was it. We had wins for Skaven, Daughters, and, and Big War. Um And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to come across salty about Gargants and Gottrek and things, because that's what's good at the moment. Um, but we kind of touched on it yesterday in terms of the meta's pretty wild, right, Rob? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty pretty unforgiving. I would say um, it's unforgiving. I'd say it's definitely unforgiving. Yeah. I think the power pieces that are power pieces are, like, are, are, are right up there. Uh, like, <clears throat> and if we look at them, they all kind of like tie in with each other, right? Other than that living city list. Uh, although, I mean, Dothu's a monster, but like not quite the same through the day. Um, uh, I think one of the things that the Stormfiend list, Marathi, uh, the Archeon list as well. Like, yeah, it's all good talking about those Varangard, like being 280 and being phenomenal. Uh, but there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a 900 point God monster smashing it up. Um, <coughs> and that's really important as well. Um, I mean, 
shout out to Brendan with that Soul Blight list. But then even the Soul Blight list has got that Manfred character, right? Uh, running around. He's not quite at that tier, but he's around it. But I agree, like, you know, but Games Workshop have been clear with what they want. They want this edition this year to be full of monsters. Um, they, 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 they must have meant monstrous heroes. They weren't quite uh, certain what that is. Um, <coughs> but they, uh, they seem like they've got what they wanted, right? Like big god monsters are the ones. Mm-hmm. So if for this edition, if you're like, oh, I'm going to collect a, this hero monster here or this hero monster here, seems like a good time. Like it seems like that's the yeah. way. And it just some armies don't have them in, like Ko, for instance, um, uh, and some other armies. So they're, they're like they're against it. Uh, but in these early days, I would just be picking up any old god monster or, or or big hero monster and just running around with them and seeing what I could do, like and having yeah. some fun because it's a wild addition. Like yeah, I think you're 100 yeah. percent right. Yeah. Well, also, Rob, that that does go to um, some of the list writing which I saw in attendance at the weekend. So, for example, I played Daniil in my first round. So this is Daniil from the Bad Moon Looms, who anybody who watched the Super Series would have seen the sorts of lists he likes to play. He likes to play that moving castle with the sheeting, right? So even him, who was very wedded to that style, and he still had that. He had a Huracanum, he had Bridge, 20 Iron Drakes, two lots of 20 Iron Breakers is his very resilient screen. But he took Bundo, Bundo Whalebiter. Really? In the list? Immersion in the list, and he had a cute play. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this, but basically, he uh, in the Hallow Heart lore, you have a spell, which is every time you take a wound, on a four plus, you bounce a water wound back. So he was casting Warding Brand on his 35 wound Bundo, inserting him into the opponent's army and then every time they do a wound to him they take a mortal wound on a fort so you create this big toxic monster dude but still you know he's able to use the heals he's able to use the monstrous reactions um so even someone who had a very specific play style has still then brought a list with with that big monster character um because of the amount of extra vps that you're able to get by by achieving your battle tactics with monsters and then the great thing about Gargants is um, you're not going to be easily giving up uh, that, that one VP for the monster yeah, slaying with authority five. And there's, like a, there's, a, there's a cost analysis, right? If I have one monster in my list, but he can achieve the three battle tactics, which get a bonus VP for having a monster, even if I lose him, I'm still plus two. Like, but you're, you're doing, like, you're, as a general, you're trying harder to achieve those more, right? Like, you're doing it. Like, you know, Archeon's like, I'm going to kill a battle line unit now probably going to kill a battle line unit yeah like which is pretty nice um like uh, and even i mean monstrous takeover is the easiest battle tactic to get like that's so you just plonk a monster on an objective anyway it's like cool monstrous takeover like it's such a easy one to achieve so that's worth a vp um so i could 100 percent see why everyone's including one and then it depends if you're going for more right i think that's one of those things you need to to move forward uh, so yeah, like um, I, I think I think the meta is fascinating at the moment, and it's still shaking itself out, right? Like we're still like we're learning which units have got that point sufficiency to them. Like, is it the Varangard units? You know, like um, are some of these units cheap enough? Like we still haven't seen like a, a Frostheart Phoenix with flaming weapons. Like that's a wizard. Like haven't seen that in some lists. Like are we going to see more Iron Drakes put on the table? It's going to take a while for people to build these armies as well and and and, and deploy them. I think. Uh, I think Nine Stormfiends 100 cent will be one that gets taken a bunch because it's like it's plug and play. It's easy. It's like nice to build. Like that'll be really fun. And like you just feel like you've got like gun arms in life. Um, and then some of the other lists like uh, are great. Like and like we talked about this weekend that. Um, uh, like even Liam uh, doing 3-0 at an event with Beast of Chaos. Like apparently you can push everything forward at the minute. I think there's going to be so much, so many games won at the moment with people not knowing how to score. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I don't I, even know if the results are really worth. Like the it's the meta convo. Does that yeah. am I am I making sense? Yeah, you are. Um, I think one thing I would say for players, um, and even if it means that you're playing an army which is perceived to be not very good in 3.0, like me with my OBR, like when you go out and you go on a first date, you like want to wear a pair of trousers that you know are really comfortable, right? So the same thing, when you go into a new edition, play it with something that you are comfortable with and you, you, you understand how that army works. So you can then 
focus on battle tactics and the win conditions for the missions. Like some people at the weekend I could see in one of my games, um, you know, an incorrect choice of battle tactic because they were trying to play a new army into a new edition. And it was just too much to try and factor in. Um, so my tip for, for players based on the games that I've had is stick with something that you know, um, much like your old conversation about playing an army for a year, so you really get that, you know, that muscle memory, that mental that mental memory of you knowing how the game works. So um, I would say you're not going to see exactly what the meta is going to look like because people are going to be taking armies that they um, that they know um, into 3.0, and that will mean that you know a good player with a with a list that was good in 2.0, um, you know, will beat somebody. And knowing exactly what they're doing will beat somebody who's kind of got a brand new army and is still trying to figure it out. That feels like a bit of a random. No, 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 no. But it's a super accurate point. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. You know where I was coming from. I heard you. Kind of, and I and I yeah. agreed with all of it. Yeah. Like two salient points okay, to take good. away from today. What you just said, and that we're calling Vengori Lords Venger Boys. Both of those are high <laughs> points. <laughs> Because he's just he's just dancing next to the party bus that is the gash, and you're like you're not yeah. uh, like minus one rent. Like what? Uh <laughs> That's right, and he can literally be um, like like Nagash is going out to meet people around the mortal realms, and then the Venga boy is his 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 wingman, yeah. and he's winged, right? Yeah, he is. He's just like oh yeah, this is my pal. He's just here. He just worsens rent by one, <laughs> and uh, and makes me you know wing better. Um, yeah, Venga boy. Well, so I'm excited, and we've got some upcoming events, right? Upcoming events, um, like in the future. We do. Yeah. Do you want to bang on? Yeah, there's a big, big weekend in the UK um, on the 31st, which isn't too far away, right? It's not this weekend. The weekend Two after. Weekends, the weekend just after the 500th birthday of the stream streak. Yikes! Um, so there are, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's, there's events in Manchester, London, and Glasgow. So we've got Mancunian Carnage, which has been on the on the calendar for so long and i know there's a lot of people really excited to, to go out there and play there there's the london open uh which is on the same weekend um, i believe that uh, our friend of the show colonel cabbage is going to be the to for that mm -hmm. so there's a there's a big event in london um there's the lost and the damned up in glasgow um which is another um that's a, i believe that's a one day i'm not 100 and then looking a touch further forward into august um I see the Danish guys are putting on uh, uh, like a summer edition of the Battle of Copenhagen. Yeah, what, in uh, real life. In real Amazing. life, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Nashcom. Obviously, you had a chat with Bud the other day about his kind of the path to Nashcom. Nashcom but yeah. we're, we're looking like uh, that's just, just, just over a month away to Nashcom. So, Is that um, going to be a pretty large event on the calendar? What's Mancunian capped at? 64? Uh, something around there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of players. Um, so I think that these big two-dayers um, where people, you know, obviously that's what happened at Bad Moon at the weekend, you know, you have people that basically been painting up their stuff for the past year or so and, and they're ready to rock. So, you know, everyone's got lots of time to, to, to get that, 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 that powerful army ready. Um, and so I think once, once that weekend in the UK... And, um, and obviously Nashcon being a big event. Once we get those in the bag, and we've had another six, four to six weeks of, you know, learning and seeing what's working, and perhaps you know there's rumours of a of a, of a tweak, tweaked FAQ in a few weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, there is uh, rumours. You know, well, uh, I think we'll see. Um, yeah, I think we'll see a little bit more with the gamers uh, in the next month to six weeks, definitely. Because um, there's obviously some headlines at the moment, right? Gotrek seems to be very much at the forefront of people's thoughts um, being a, a, a problem. But, you know, there's always problems, right, Rob? And what what do problems create? Solutions! 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 Solutions. I mean, you, you do. I, I mean, I spoke about, we spoke about this yesterday. You spoke about it. You're going to have to work out how you kill God characters. You're going to have to work out how you kill God Trek. If the update, if the FAQ that's coming nerfs God Trek, then that takes one problem out. But the problem was he was a solution to the other problems. So, uh then you've only got the one problem to have um, without maybe a solution. Ah, don't know. I honestly don't believe in the nerfing of Gotrek without the nerfing of the God characters. Like I love that. The nerfing of Gotrek sounds the a bit saga. like... Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know why it just reminded me of something like, you know, yeah, anyway. Because, because, the, other, the, because the others operate just as well, right? Like, you have definitely three problems. 
Nagash, Archeon, um, Marathi. Three problems. Okay. And how do you deal with them outside of mm. a ginger nutter? And yeah, some of you don't have a, a, options to have the ginger nutter. I get it. So then, like, but you have an option for the Godhammer. Do I think that, go, that the game um, should be three characters or four characters? And they're like, we might work, nerf one character. Do I think the game should just be three named characters? No, of course I don't. I think that's a terrible game. <laughs> like, of course. Like, it's so unoptional. Yeah. Um, but, like, I hope that there's something done about it in the FAQ. And if there isn't, I imagine once people get through the new edition and we get to that six-month winter FAQ mark, people will be like, hey, man, this is a bit boring. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and then we see that flip up. At the moment, we're all just learning the game. I think the next six months is just learning. Like, anyone who, like, like all love to everyone who's pulled out a win over the weekend and over the preceding weekends. I think you've just got to put a little asterisk next to it and be like, look, we're all learning how this edition even goes, right? I think that's yeah. fair. Like, and then, so just go out there, play some games, lose some games, have some fun. Big boom, boom. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the main thing we need to consider, and I had a really nice chat with Dan George from the Bucks, and it's a bit like gambling, you know, when the fun stops, stop. I think they use that little tagline in the UK. And it's like if you're not having a good time, then, you know, have a little break or choose a different army or or do like, ah, one thing I wanted to name check, Rob, um, they seem like they're having an amazing time. Uh, the Whitney Warhammer guys, I know that we're primarily um, a narrative channel, so I figured that we better name check them but no the, there was a big event down um whitney warhammer and a narrative event but boy they seem to be having a lot a great time and there was a lot of cake rob and if you know me you know, love a cake, cake we had cake, cake here at the league of nights uh i'd be a big wow. advocate for cake being something that different people bring to events uh like is in a, yes. a bit like a bake like oh i'm turning up to the event i wouldn't mind in event mm. packs being like there's obviously a best cake competition in addition yes mm. yeah yeah best. best best sportsman best cake man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> did you eat all those brownies rob i ate all of them winner dave if they were pot brownies oh i was God. high i was gonna say hold on you me if i brought cake to an event <laughs> it would be quite a different event um, anyway. um right okay well that's it this is us done oh actually rob one last oh, yeah. thing it would be. I, I never like to come on here and bollock on about my games too much. Oh, but, um, please do. But I did. Uh, I just wanted everyone to know that I handed dusted off Severith on turn one uh, in my final game. So um, yeah, all those Severith haters out there. Uh, he came in. He failed to kill ten more tech. My opponent didn't get his battle tactic, and then I handed dusted him off through a portal. Um, perfect. And it was perfect. To the moon. Perfect. Nagash. Nagash then did roll two double one charges in consecutive turns and sat there like a lemon. <laughs> um, and I won in a rush on turn five. That's all uh, you need. Also, Rob, you know, I was banging on. I told you, yeah. didn't I? I, was, I told you yesterday in this faction reaction. But Mir Kanan killing eight wind charges on his own was, the future. Uh, again, a, a happy moment. Hey. So that's the thing. Even if you're losing or you're having a bad time, find your fun, right? Just find your fun. 100%. Have a little... I think that's all you can do in the Ooh, new right. edition. You should, like, anyone, I, I, I think the idea of, and I know, like, because I know Benjamin spent the weekend with you, I bet he said he's going to not play the Storm Fiends anymore because even though it's a clear and easy path to victory, he's probably not learning a lot of skills, like, pushing that forward. Like, you know. No, no. And he, uh, yeah, he, 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 he recognises that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, and so, yeah, uh, just I'm... take yourself a bunch of tracks, run it around, learn some skill sets. All right, listen, uh, Owen um, uh, is going to put his list up on TheMostWarGamer.com or I'm going to put his list up on TheMostWarGamer.com winner, Dave, uh, for you guys to listen to from the Faction Reaction. I think that show goes out either today or tomorrow uh, over on YouTube. Uh, thanks, Owen, for doing this with me again today. Owen did all the research for the show today, so he smashed it. So thanks, brother. Uh, that's uh, very much appreciated. Um, but can we get some Owen, uh, Owen emotes in the chat, please? Um, I want that to happen, so please do. Uh, okay, and thanks. Uh, and thanks for listening to the stats and next week um, I just, this one day as we don't normally like generate stats for and again there's such an asterisk next to this stuff I'm probably not going to fucking even like put the stats team to work on generating it out at the moment um, I just don't think it's really applicable but like a few a few months time we'll start like putting the actual numbers in 
because um, uh, I think that they'll have more validity than they do at the moment. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down. Uh, next week, we'll come back with more events, uh, or we might come back with some of those top medalists at the moment, and we'll have a chat about what we think they might look like, which would be quite fun. Uh, thanks, Owen, again. Thanks for listening live. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to us, Wargamer. Owen, any shout-outs before we go? Uh, I will shout-out, uh, much like I did yesterday, the South London Legion and everyone involved, uh, and, obviously, and also Benjamin. Um, because, you know, we all, uh, we come for the games, but we stay for the peeps, right? And it's all about my peeps. It's all about, so big up to, it's all about the peeps. Big up to South London. They're, um, yeah. I'd like to shout out South. the aircon unit I'm about to go stand right the fuck next to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, if me and it are going to get so fucking personal, I might put some goggly eyes on it so I could talk to it. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Owen, in the Twitch chat. I'm live again tonight at 7 p.m. with Nathan Prescott only. For the Monday show. We're flipping the script a little bit. I've still got to get all the faction reactions in. So Nathan Prescott is coming live to do the Gits faction reaction tonight. Nathan only faction reactions. So uh, get ready for that. It's going to either be 45 minutes or four and a half hours. Not sure which. Uh, but thanks again, Owen, and see you guys soon. Have a nice day.